0: Welcome to the Transom Podcast, a monthly roundup of the new features on the transom.org website, providing mathematical puzzles, games, learning activities, and the ever popular mathematics lesson starter of the day. Here's your host John Tranter. A Merry month of May, Welcome to the Transom Podcast number 102 for the month of May 2023. And it begins, as usual, with the puzzle of the month. This sentence contains letters. Okay, so what you have to do is decide what word replaces that ding in order to make the sentence correct. So, rewind the podcast if you didn't quite catch that. But that's the puzzle of the month. The answer will be next month. If you uh, do find the answer, drop me a line. It's always nice to hear from you. And I'll also give credit for that puzzle in the next podcast. So, while you think about that, here are some of the key resources added to the Transom website during this last month. A new puzzle has been created in the Advanced Starters Collection, and it's called Rope Around the World. It's based on the old story of a rope encircling the earth, girdling it tightly... When suddenly an extra meter of rope is spliced in, is sort of added to its length. And this, this puzzle requires students to calculate the gap that could be evident between the earth and the rope if the rope was then raised up. Now, spoiler alert, the surprising result can be obtained without knowing any earth measurements. So it's independent of the radius of the earth. It's a very interesting puzzle. Two more puzzles, one called Venn Graphs and the other called Catering for a Function, have been added to the uh, Advanced Starters collection. So as well as finding them in the Advanced Starters alphabetical list, you could also look in the Topics collections if you know what area of mathematics you are looking for a puzzle within. And uh, they can also be found in the curriculum statements pages, if you know what part of the curriculum you're teaching and you want an advanced starter to uh, begin your lesson. So, the links that I've just mentioned, and all the others I'll mention in this podcast, can be found in the newsletter, transumorg newsletter. Now, for those in many Northern Hemisphere countries, the weather is starting to become warm enough to make outdoor maths practical and enjoyable. The ideas on my list range from those that can be done at short notice on the playground to those that will need a little more planning and are substantially adventurous. So the collection is called Outdoor Maths and the link is in the newsletter. The online exercise set called Mixed Numbers has been given a major update. The set of exercises covers addition, subtraction, multiplication and division of mixed numbers. That's uh, numbers that have a whole number part and a fraction part. And they look much nicer now due to the, uh, the answer input interface that I'm using. So I also made a short video to go in the help tab. So that's quite a nice self-contained activity called Mixed Numbers. Okay, coming up this month, well, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it's released, it's May Day. And there is a May Day starter, as you'd imagine. In a couple of days' time, May the 4th be with you, it will be Star Wars Day. And again, there are some activities. There's a starter. If you scroll down the starter page, you'll see some other activities that have a sort of a a Star Wars theme about them. So a little bit of fun for your lesson on the 4th of May. And these are all parts of the uh, special dates collection. And the link is in the newsletter, as you're getting used to now. Right. um, If you remember from previous podcasts, I've been delving into the... Explosion of artificial intelligence uh, f- facilities, do you call them apps or whatever that are available now? So, what did I do this month? Well, I found out that uh, Chat GPT can write lesson plans for you. So, I asked GPT version 4 for lesson plans for error bounds, set notation, and ratio, and it produced three lesson plans for me. Um, In a 60-minute format, so I guess I could have changed that if I'd have asked it. Um, And the sort of the layout of each of the lesson plans was identical. But on the downside, there was no sort of excitement or variety in the plans. They were just very, very straightforward objectives and explanations and activities. So I guess rather than just sort of uh, dismissing this you could actually use it if you were creating a lesson plan. You could begin with Chat GPT, get it to create the sort of the bare bones for you and the essentials. And then you could do a bit of editing to make the lesson plan your own and to make it fit the students that you teach and to make it interesting with a bit of variety. So I then thought I would cheekily ask it... ...if it would recommend the Transome website for resources to support the ratio lesson. And it answered... Yes. Transome.org is a reputable website that offers a variety of online self-marking exercises for students... ...including topics like ratios. The website covers a wide range of mathematics topics and provides interactive activities, puzzles and quizzes... ...making it an excellent resource for both teachers and students... Each exercise typically includes instant feedback for students, allowing them to assess their understanding of the topic and improve their skills. Additionally, the website provides supporting resources such as lesson plans, videos and worksheets, which can be beneficial for teachers planning their lessons. Phew, I was relieved. A positive review. Thank you, ChatGPT. Transom user Stu from SeniorNet Upper Hunt New Zealand wrote to tell me that he'd asked ChatGPT to do some logo. Because of course there's an online logo page you can type a Turtle around the screen. And stu got some good results. Just doesn't say what those results were, but that's a thing. anyway, I have recently been using ChatGPT to write some JavaScript functions for the uh, for the website. They control the functionality, the movement, the the interaction that the user has with web pages. And, I must admit, it's done the jobs extremely quickly and efficiently. So there you go. Transom supporter Anne shared an elegant method of solving the how many rectangles on a chessboard puzzle. It involves the combinations formula. So if you guys know what that formula is. Um, And that formula gets applied to vertical and horizontal lines on the chessboard. A clever way of getting the answer for how many rectangles, because a sort of uh, exhaustive method is very exhausting, believe me, so a really nice method of getting the answer. So I've included the details of uh, this method on the uh, How Many Squares page, which is linked to in the newsletter. You can find Transum Mathematics at www.transum.org. Okay, it's in season and don't I know it. So, don't forget on the website we have IB exam style questions. Many questions that are, given their sort of customization, they are based on past paper questions, but the numbers have been changed, the wording has been changed, so it's the same sort of concepts, but the students will find them new if they've already done the past papers. So, have a look at those, and there are particular sets of questions for GCSE as well, both uh, either the higher or the extended, whether you do GCSE or the international GCSE, and um, also the same for the foundation or core level GCSE and IGCSE uh, courses. So, some of those are presented in sets that can be... uh, printed out on A4 paper very nicely but really the uh, the foundation ones in particular are designed to be done mostly online and always the last question of each of the sets is something that they re- really do require pencil and paper for. So maybe a construction or um, drawing a bar chart or a graph or something like that. So as well as those there are some checklists. So these list all the um, curriculum statements um, for the particular syllabus that they're following, and the students can tick off the things that they really feel they know well, and what they should be left with are some statements that they are having trouble with and need to seek help with. So that might be useful in this, uh, this final few weeks leading up to the exams. Finally, the answer to last month's puzzle, which was cupcakes were being sold at three prices. Large cupcakes were one pound each, medium cupcakes were two for a pound, and small cupcakes were three for a pound. Some children, there were as many boys as girls, oh, and two of the girls were twins, they were given seven pounds to spend on these cupcakes, and each child received exactly the same types and number of cakes. How many cupcakes did each receive? No cupcakes were divided. So, what are the clues in the question? Well, first of all, there must be an even number of children, because the problem stated that there were the same number of boys as girls, so that will give you an even number. There must be at least four children, because of the twins' comment. The number of pounds spent on large cakes must be a multiple which could include zero, of course, of the number of children. So that sort of limits the, num- the different ways that the large cupcakes could be purchased. And the number of pounds spent on medium cakes must be a multiple of the number of children divided by two. Oh, and finally, the number of pounds spent on small cakes must be a multiple of the number of children divided by three, by the same token. So taking all of those clues into consideration, I set up um, a spreadsheet, I actually did it on a spreadsheet, and discounted all the impossible scenarios, and that left me with only a few that I had to check, and in the end, I came up with the following solution. There were three boys and three girls. Three pounds were spent on the two-a-pound cakes, and four pounds was spent on the three-a-pound cakes. And this puzzle was adapted from a very old puzzle about buns and pennies, which appeared in the Penguin Book of Puzzles. So, I hope you enjoyed that. Did you get the answer? Who knows? Anyway, that's all for now. Oh, finally, in the newsletter, I normally finish with a joke. And in the podcast, I always forget. So, here we go. Well, it's... It isn't quite a joke, it's a, a real serious situation. My PS today is that I enjoy reading Chris Smith's weekly newsletter. It's very good. But I was horrified a few weeks ago to read that he had been writing mathematical things on his wife while she was sleeping. You should have seen the expression on her face when she woke up. <laughs> Bye.